guys, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is that you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you wanna check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop, and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. Alrighty. Well, today I have Caitlin Obert here with me today. Kate is a fashion stylist turned brand strategist. She helps high-level entrepreneurs create a clear, cohesive, and aesthetically pleasing brand identity online. Her specialty is in rebrands and creating a full sensory brand experience. So Kate, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Hi, thank you. So am I. Yeah. So before we get started into branding and rebranding and all that good stuff, tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how did you get to where you are today? Awesome. Uh, Yeah. So I started technically... (laughs) Uh, about two years ago, um, but I didn't actually get my first client. I, I'll say real client because, um, oh yeah, by the way, that's my newborn daughter <laughs> in the background. She's a part of the business now. Um, we, could, we could give her like a little title on the podcast, her first media. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't get my first real paying client, meaning getting paid for exactly what I wanted to do, not just things I was capable of doing um, until uh, August, 2019. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty fresh on this journey, but my expertise in branding has been, I, that's been literally training my entire life. I feel, um, I've always been into fashion and design and aesthetics and all of that. Um, and that was my background first. And then I realized that, um, and I have a marketing degree and I realized I liked a lot of that, uh, the psychology behind things, why people buy things, the branding, like any place that I went, I would be, and still do, but <laughs> I just like, look at their branding, their font, how they use this, mm-hmm. what, what does their menu look like? Just like, how do all the decor put together and all of that? So, um, long story short, I just figured out that that is what I was really good at and what other people saw me like what they came to me for. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like I said, about two years ago, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this branding thing. 
well, then I got so caught up in the whole coaching industry and you got to pick a niche and X, Y, and Z that it literally stunted my growth for up until like last August. Wow. It felt like I had to, everyone always says you have to pick a niche. And as, as important as that is, I think in the very, very, very beginning, you need to just experiment and you need to just talk about what you know. And this mm-hmm. is my unpopular opinion, I would say, but just talk about what you know and then have conversations with real people. I think we forget that social media is social. Um, yeah. And I just ended up talking about branding, talking about telling people how to do something, like how you can match the aesthetics to your brand, how to find the foundation, how to, you know, entrepreneurial journey is really just a personal development journey. And so I talked a little bit about that. And then my first client reached out to me and was like, Hey, I am looking to, um, bring more personality into my brand, bring more of me and my brand rather than just selfies. Like, how do I do that? So I just told her a little bit how she could do it and then said, Hey, I could help you with this hundred bucks a session literally insane but that was what felt energetically right for me yeah yeah you know, like everyone says don't be embarrassed of your first prices like make sure you charge your worth but at the same time like i didn't know my knowledge was actually worth that because in branding a lot of the brand strategists are graphic designers or web designers and i just don't i don't do any of those i'm more of this like creative director big mm-hmm. idea macro level and then I can outsource the micro stuff of the execution but I see the bigger picture to make sure everything stays on brand and Mm -hmm. that's where I've realized my expertise is and we can get into that later but um that I didn't know that what I knew was worth something until someone actually charged me or someone someone gave me whatever like a hundred bucks it just came out of my head I was like okay cool that that works yeah yeah so then from there once I had the confidence in myself, then it was like, you know. yeah. And I think that is so important talking about the bigger picture. I think that when people start working and they're like, for instance, for me, when I look into my own brand, it's so hard for me to sometimes see the bigger picture. Right. Okay. So I think like you coming in and showing the bigger picture of the branding and the identity and things like that is so important because I think that people who are in it full time, it's so hard to kind of take a step back and see the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, even for me, like what I do best for other people can be difficult for me to do for myself. Yeah. So emotionally invested in our brand that, mm-hmm. like I said, even for me, branding can be difficult on my own thing. I have yeah. to, I have to have trusted people to say, Hey, am I looking at this the right way or things? So yeah, seeing an overall picture is so important. Yeah. So this is a really random question, but fashion stylist, did you by any chance go to Fitum? I didn't. I actually okay. really wanted to. Um, okay. Then my parents wanted me to get a realistic degree. A real degree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, it's one of those things where I am thankful for it because I have a lot of great, so I got a business degree and I'm extremely thankful for it because I've, it, it formed how I thought my dad was an entrepreneur. So I feel that I've learned, or I should say, I've realized that that has always shaped the way I thought. Um, But I think having a business degree definitely helped that. And I did minor in fashion. Um, So I do appreciate that. But then there's a double-edged sword of the story that you tell yourself to do something realistic. 
Yeah. I was going to ask because I actually went to Fitum too. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, wait, oh my gosh, should we go to the season? <laughs> yeah, that would have been so crazy. That's yeah. Cool. So how did you get into fashion styling? Uh, that has always been what I wanted to do from a young age. Yeah. Um, I always was into fashion literally since I could walk. Um, and so that just seemed like the natural the natural path. Like I did a little fashion designing in college, um, part of our fashion show. And then I ended up doing um, like the directing part, which I freaking loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I realized that was like a very... <laughs> <laughs> between um the fashion styling but also the business side of things um and so then I was like well I really or the I'm excuse me the fashion design and the business side of things and then I was like well I again I don't really want to execute I don't like cutting out patterns I don't like um I mean sewing is fun to a point but then I get to I just rather someone do it for me mm-hmm. so I realized that my expertise comes in at um, again, the macro level, the bird's eye, like coming in, I can see the vision. I want someone else to do it for me mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I can come in and tweak it and do all that. So fashion styling just seemed like the natural. Avenue. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone would just ask me for fashion advice. I did fashion styling at Nordstrom, um, that whole nine yards. And then when I got to LA, I worked with, um, a celebrity stylist for just a short period of time. And I just realized it wasn't my thing. I, there is so much, and I understand the fashion industry can be catty and I'm sure you can understand that, that or you know that too, but it just was so, she come back from Rodeo Drive and was like, okay, well, she was going to look at my Dior thing and blah, blah, blah. I hope she didn't see, like, she's going to steal this person. It was just so not the environment I wanted to be in. It just didn't seem like mentally healthy either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where the shift happened where I was like, all right, I've got to figure out what it is that I'm good at. Like it was hard to step away from the fashion mm-hmm. part because that was rooted, that my identity was rooted in that. And when other people from a small, growing up in a small town said, you know, be realistic and don't do it. I felt like they were winning. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And so there was this mind, mental battle, but fast forward to now, it's funny. Like I have started introducing my fashion styling back into, you know, this high level branding. I'm bringing in like helping them with brand shoots, what to wear, helping them with, you know, even their image styling for, because that's huge. Like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what you need to be wearing when you're on stage, things like that. So that's been fun to kind of bring that full circle. But. Yeah. And I feel like when I think about fashion styling and branding, it makes so much sense. Like, yes, mm-hmm. it's two different things, but it's totally similar, I think, in the grand scheme of things. So were you nervous to make the pivot from being a fashion stylist to going into branding? Oh, definitely. Because like I said, it was so much more of a mental thing for me. Yeah. I, my identity was rooted in that. And so when, again, I like to prove people wrong when they say, Mm -hmm. and so I felt that kept me stuck for a while because I felt if I didn't do it, then they were winning or they were right or something like that. When in reality, it was just a pivot. Mm-hmm. And then now see, cause I just thought I would, I had in my bones, I was like, I knew I could be like this celebrity stylist and doing all the things. But then as I got closer to doing it, it just wasn't really the right thing. 
So it was scary to actually have to walk away from something that you thought your entire life that you would do. Yeah. Yeah. But I love how you're saying that you're kind of bringing it now into branding and like photo shoots and even how people present themselves on Instagram. I think it's really important. I had um, another person on the podcast recently and he was talking about how now entrepreneurs should and like the most successful ones are kind of not just like being business people and doing mini trainings and all the tips and tricks. He was saying like, you need to have some sort of aspirational branding. Like you need to look cool and be cool for people to really like, I don't know, really connect with you and want to learn from you. And I feel like that just ties in so well together. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's not enough to just have a pretty brand. Like you have to be an experience now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, for my, my branding. What I, I realized, like, so I, as I mentioned, I started working with people who were starting out when I first did branding. I was like, all right, well, I'll help you with the mindset. I'll help you figure out what you wanted to do. And I was good at it. It just wasn't exactly my thing. Yeah. And so then I pivoted to, I, I had, and again, I experimented in the beginning. I figured out who I liked to work with, who I didn't. I took on anyone. I had real conversations. And if I felt like I could help them, I did. Mm-hmm. So then I had a bunch of different types of people I helped. And then I realized it's at this elevated uh, level where I can excel because I can bring in all of these other elements like fashion styling. Like you don't need to, I mean, there is some element that you need to bring in in the beginning as well. But when, um, when you are first starting out, like you should just bootstrap, you should just don't spend a lot of money on, you know, so much stuff. Like I paid $300 for a logo when I first started. I don't even use it because it's not <laughs> and So now my logo is created by me via Canva and I paid 12 bucks for the transparent background. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not that, I don't know. So that was something where I realized where my strengths were and when I could work with people at this elevated level, we can bring in the full experience. We can, cause now they already have social proof. They've done the branding. They need to make everything cohesive. Maybe they're adding a new product. So we've done a little product branding as well. And it's just amping things up. So mm-hmm. it's becoming an experience which allows them to stand out. And then that brings in the sensory experiences. My, scent is like my biggest thing mm. for them. Um, yeah. And then the fashion styling, I think a lot of us don't like to admit that, uh, your image is, it means as much as it does, but you're not for me, like when I work with clients, we're not going to completely overhaul your image. For instance, like one of my, uh, one of my clients, he wore a t-shirt and jeans. Well, he's trying to attract, he, he's working at like a, you know, seven figure level. I was like, okay, well, Instead of wearing Target, like nothing's wrong with that, but you should be wearing like John Barbados and Vin. Mm. Like, have this like elevated. We're still gonna have you in t-shirt and jeans. It's just gonna be a little bit more elevated because you gotcha. can see and it can photograph. Like the way it photographs is different, but it immediately has this psychological effect on people that oh, they look nicer, they are more expensive. Whether you want to yeah. see that or or whether you want to admit that or not, like that's just kind of how. Yeah. And I can even think about like myself, you know, seeing someone, like you said, wearing a plain t-shirt and jeans. Like I never even thought about that, that it photographs differently. But the moment you said that I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, totally, totally does. Like it does look nicer even in photos, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, 
But to take a, take a couple steps back for my audience who is maybe newer to business or maybe they don't know the online stuff very well, how would you define branding and why is it so important to think about when building a business? Yeah. So I love this question. Branding is just your reputation. I love that. <laughs> easy, easy to understand. Yes. Yeah. And it is so important to be in control of your reputation because branding, you're not creating something out of nothing. You are bringing yourself online accurately because branding used to only be for politicians and celebrities and people in the public eye. Well, now with social media and the internet, everyone has a brand. Yeah. Anytime you do anything online, whether it's post something on Twitter, even Pinterest or Facebook, Instagram, it's all a part of your brand because it all says something about who you are. Mm-hmm. So you just want to make sure that what you're putting out there accurately represents what you want people to know. So, um, to get a little bit more technical, it's like when you're creating a brand, the most important part is the foundation mm-hmm. that I like to call the soul of your brand. That is you. You need to know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and why you do what you do never really changes. If you really think about it, what you do does, but the why never really does. Mm-hmm. And so what you do evolves as you evolve. But that's what's so important of figuring out at this moment, like, what is your why? What do you do? Who do you help? What problem do you solve? What are your brand essence? So the adjectives and emotions you want people to Mm. feel when they come across your brand. And then once you get that figured out, then you can move on to the aesthetics. So matching the colors to your brand, using color psychology. So, you know, you can, branding is pretty simple. Like it's really just repetition. It's consistency. Like Mm -hmm. you think of Starbucks and you know what you're going to get every single time. Yeah. I love going to local coffee shops, but sometimes if I just really want a vanilla latte, I'm going to go to Starbucks because I know exactly what to expect. Yeah. Branding is consistency. So you could... Like there's a whole thing with color psychology. Blue is more trustworthy, purple, more spiritual or royal. Yellow is more, you know, um, fun and zest and life, like that type of thing. There are psychological effects of the colors, but you could just pick one and just be really freaking rep- like repetitive about it. And then yeah. that's it too, you know. But usually, um, you know, when it comes to branding, a lot of people have trouble with it because a, they start with the visuals in the beginning mm-hmm. and then they end up just choosing something cause it looks cool or it's their favorite color at the time, or they're trying to emulate someone else doing that. And then they end up changing it like a month later because it doesn't feel right anymore or they don't mm-hmm. understand why they chose it. Yeah. Then there's inconsistency. So then right there they have no branding. That makes sense. What about if there's maybe a business owner listening right now, um, they're trying to build a business or maybe they have one, but they haven't gone online yet. So what are the first steps or what are the, I guess, like top three things they should focus on first when they get online? Okay. So I think it is, if you, so you're saying they already have a business. Yeah. Who is your audience mm-hmm. and where are they? Because not all social platforms, you don't have to be on all. Yeah. Yeah. That is, the stressor when people are coming onto line, they online, they think that they need to be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, 
TikTok, all the things. <laughs> incredibly overwhelming. So I think like pick one or two platforms that you're really going to focus on where yeah. you're going to be. Um, usually Facebook groups is a major one. That's, I know Facebook kind of like fell out of the cool gang, you know, but Facebook groups are incredibly important. Um, and then I think since you already have a business making sure your website, like you can get into more of the visual stuff, um, earlier on, just because if you do have a business and it's really, and it's great and like it's branded, um, or at least the foundation's really solid. You just want to bring that online now. So then you do focus on the visuals. So I would say find someone that is great at the web design and just get it. You don't have to have anything fancy. Just get, have it very clear, very, mm -hmm. clear, very easy to navigate. And the biggest thing I could say is take the complexity out for your customer. So think about how, think about the process and like the customer journey. So as soon as they see anything of yours, whether it's an ad or a social post, what is their journey like to experience your brand? I love are that. Going onto your Instagram page. Um, what are they seeing? And like, I actually have a free IG guide. Um, that is just like how to use Instagram. It says for your personal brand, but you could use it for your brand as well. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes down of like, your, your handle, your name, your highlights, your bio, what you should be putting in that type of stuff. Mm -hmm, so that, mm -hmm. um, you just want to make sure everything is very clear. Everything is very cohesive and then stay consistent with it. I love it. So in my company, we specialize in web design and I love how you talk about the customer journey. Cause that's something that we really focus on when creating a website is like you said, who are you serving? Why are you serving them? Like when people get onto your website, they need to see right away. Like you need to answer all their questions right away. And I love how you mentioned doing the same thing for Instagram. Cause that that's, mm -hmm. I agree. That's so, so important. And it needs to, like, I feel like your website should match your Instagram feed. Like I feel like eventually as you're growing, right? Like it should all kind of like just mm -hmm. come together so that people really, they see something and they're like, okay. Like if they see I don't know, your colors, they like get reminded of you or something like oh, that. Absolutely. And that's the whole, that's like, what's so fun in branding is finding these little, um, silent ambassadors. So when people see them, they think of you and mm, I love that silent ambassadors. So for me, and that's, and that's why it's so important to, I mean, there's a couple of different parallels. Like when you're an entrepreneur, or when you're building a brand, let's just go with like personal brands right now. But like you bring so much of you in your brand, you exude yourself so much because a, you have zero competition. Even if someone is another health coach, it doesn't matter. Like you have certain experiences that make you the way that you are, that certain people are going to resonate with. Mm -hmm. Um, they're like, you have absolutely no competition when it comes to your brand. So the more you, you bring yourself in, the more you're going to attract whoever is meant, who you're meant to be helping. You just, you know, just like making friends, you just attract the people that you want to be around. It's the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That makes sense. So the more you bring yourself in and what you like, that's where it gets into the visual branding where you have to be, you have to understand yourself to know what you like and what your vibe is, what your um, style is. Mm -hmm. And then when you bring that into the visuals, it makes sense and you can stay consistent because it's just you, mm -hmm. you know, that's why it's like, if you start with the visuals and you work, if you start with the visuals, 
it's not going to stay consistent because you either might, you might either not know why you like what you like, which is just as important, or you're so consumed with how other people are doing things, which I fell victim to this for a while. Like I didn't know my style, even as stylist, like I didn't really know what my style was because I was so consumed with so many other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, but this light, bright and airy, like the, you know, the circa 20, you know, 13 blogger fashion blog oh, yeah. or then there's like this blush and gray that was really nice or like dark and moody I was like I related to all of these things and you could tell what my what mood I was in depending on the p- picture I posted it was crazy but then once I started getting to know myself mm-hmm. then it's just I stopped caring what other people were doing I really figured out what my style was like I and now everyone knows me for palm trees and like leopard print and that I mean I love it I see it right now (laughs) yeah and it's just that's just so much of who I am and it's not because it's my brand yes there are certain things where I will be intentional now about if I'm you know if I have I think like the headshot that I sent you has like my palm tree in the background with when I was wearing a leopard bodysuit, like that type of stuff is now a little bit intentional because I do want people to, when they're out and about in their lives and they see a palm tree, I want yeah. them to see me yeah. because you're so connected to what you do. So if you can have those little silent ambassadors, like, you know, maybe you're really like into floral print and like, that's just your vibe, right? Well, if someone is out and about and they see that you you're, you just exude that so much that people just think of you and then they're like, oh my gosh, like she does marketing. Oh, I need this or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you have these connections that you want people to think of you. So like a random question, but so our brand is very like green, like I'm trying to think like, can you see this color? Okay. <laughs> and we don't have necessarily, well, kind of the palm leaf, but also this other leaf that I cannot remember what it's called, but it looks like a palm leaf. Okay. So since you're kind of similar, like what does that exude to people? Because honestly, we kind of pick this not necessarily going into uh, color psychology, but like, what would you say? Like what feeling? And it's like light and airy, green, green feeling. I was like, what do you think that exudes to people? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm, I'm looking at your Instagram now. So what I would say green is growth. That's usually I like that. Okay. Not, <laughs> not like growth, organic, natural, ease, comforting, like that type of vibe. And then you have a lot of black and contrast mm-hmm. is more authoritative. Okay. So having a very, like you're teaching something, you know, like a lot of times when you just see so much white space, it's like nice and fluffy and you don't really think twice about it. But when you have that contrasted image, um, I don't know. Do you have the iPhone? Yeah. So do you know the dramatic filter on the iPhone? No. <laughs> okay. so I take like all of my photos. I like to make things very simple. I don't want to have 50 different editing apps for my photos. Okay. So I take my photos in the dramatic filter on the iPhone. This I think could be really helpful for you because I see that our styles are pretty similar with that and it immediately gives you this really nice contrast and what that does is it brings up the black point in the photo so you have this and black is more authoritative it's mm-hmm. uh, I'm like do you see me with my phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> see and you're like oh my gosh like that it it just it pops more 
Yeah. So I would say the, and then the white space is just white is, you know, trusting and it's just very clean, very easy to navigate. It's easy on the eyes. Your eyes are, uh, they, they're drawn to lighter. Mm -hmm. So the white space is good because it's clean. I don't feel stressed out by looking at a lot of this stuff. So when you have white space, so sometimes like, for instance, let me try, I mean, even, even your branded quotes that you have. So mm -hmm. something like that, it's very easy. Mm -hmm. I love the outline. It doesn't make me feel, um, it doesn't make me feel, how am I going to say it? I don't, you're very approachable is what I'm getting at. Um, cool. So I think that that it comes across within like your branding where it's like, you're going to be easy to work with. Um, it's not going, I'm not going to have to think too much about trying to decipher what you're saying. That's kind of the vibe that I feel. That was fun. I'm like, Oh, I'm glad I asked you that question. And it's funny because I mean, I'm in, I, I'm in marketing. I started in marketing and then we kind of really niched down to web design and search engine optimization, but our whole thing and our selling point and what we really focus on is not just creating pretty websites, but creating profitable websites that get you clients. And obviously I have this marketing podcast that talks about business growth and things like that. So I love that you mentioned that green is growth because I didn't necessarily like was intentional with that, but I'm like, I'm so glad that it, it aligns <laughs> with our message. And that's because you just know what you're about. Like, it seems like you're, you have a very solid foundation of what you're trying to say, who you're trying to talk to. And a lot of times if you don't know the why, but you are really, really solid on yourself and you know it yourself and again, it's that personal development journey coming back in that mindset, you know, if you are clear on that, it'll just kind of align a lot yeah. most of the time. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people don't have, when they are starting out, they haven't done a lot of that personal development work. They haven't yeah. done a lot of mindset stuff. So they're still a little confused on what it is that they like, what it is that they want to do. So then if they don't know the why behind it, that can be difficult. That makes sense because when I first started off, I was kind of freelancing. I feel like my branding was like, Meh. like it, I had different colors, like not the green. And then I went through a whole mindset journey, personal development. And then afterwards is when I changed everything, but I didn't even like, I, it wasn't even intentional, but as you're saying, I was like, dang, maybe it's like naturally I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that I went through this, I need to change this. And how did you, does your house reflect a lot of like your business? Yeah. <laughs> It's very on brand. <laughs> so that's the thing. If when you are so clear about your foundation, then it just it just appears. It's so funny. It's like being on brand is so easy. Yeah, and now we joke around like when my husband and I like we're getting something. I was like, hey, that's really on brand. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, it's hilarious. My husband just sent me. Uh, he sent me an Instagram post the other day when he was at work, and there are these training shoe uh like training tennis shoes and they're white and the bottom of them had like a leaf print uh-huh and he goes I want these you've corrupted me like <laughs> everything is just on brand and like people even my friends who like have no I don't even understand branding or anything they know that like they're like oh is this on brand or like my dad will say things like is this on brand and completely use it the wrong way but <laughs> It's funny. It's just funny how you, your environment matters so much to where, and do you work from home? Mm -hmm. 
So that too, yeah. like you want to stay in an environment that you feel inspired by. So the other thing too, is when you are like, here's a brand tip when you're batching your content, like where, when you go places, how do you, how do you choose where you go? Like, do you look them up on Instagram? Do you make sure? I do. I'm typically like, uh, if it's, you know, Instagrammable place, I'm like, oh, I really want to go. Yeah, same. And because I think for us, we're also thinking of, we want to be efficient with our time. So we could be in a place where we could take a couple content photos, stick them in our back pocket. So then we can write the content and just like plan out our feet. Like, because it's so much in our business. It's not because we just want to like, go there because we need the, the vanity metrics of like taking a photo there. It's just, you're thinking ahead of, you want to surround yourself to batch your content easily. It's just, you surround yourself in places that would be on brand for you. And mm-hmm. when you, and you just naturally gravitate towards that in general, like for someone who is not, doesn't even have a brand at all. If they just know what they like, they're going to, you know, people like dive bars, they're going to go to dive bars. That's mm-hmm. on brand for them. They don't mm. think about it like that, but it's just, again, it's your reputation. It's who they are. Yeah. Who you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have another question for you, um, which I know we talked about a little bit prior to recording, but talking about pivoting. So, to, um, cause I know you pivoted and you've helped other people kind of pivot their brands. And I know that I've had friends who want to pivot their message on social media, or maybe they've already started the process. And I hear from them how difficult it could be because their audience starts to become a bit confused of what they do or, you know, they started following them for one thing and now they're talking about a completely different thing. Um, So what are your tips on pivoting your personal brand on social media and actually survive? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I think the thing is, is you have to, again, go back to why are you pivoting? Mm -hmm. Something changed with you. Um, like what again it all goes back to the why because that is the driving force and usually you'll find that pivots make a lot of sense for people it's just them evolving into the next version of who they're going to be so for instance I'll give you an example um one of my clients she was a fitness influencer and that's how she grew her following of close to 50,000 followers well then she just started having people DM her and ask, Hey, how are you? How did you do that? Mm-hmm. What are your tips on social? What are you, what are you doing with that X, Y, and Z? And then she started realizing, okay, well, people are asking me how to do this. I really enjoy answering those questions. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start pivoting in, this is the long story short, but start pivoting. And I want to be a business coach because I've grown a couple companies, six, multiple six figures so now I'm going to, I, I want to teach someone how to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, with her, we went from like her followers started following her because she was in fitness, but a lot of those are fitness influencers. So mm. they have this part of, they also need the business part. So it just, it aligned really nicely because she, she was the fitness influencer they looked to for like how to do things or just even fitness. And then now it's business. And a lot of the people who maybe aren't fitness influencers, they're entrepreneurs because she just attracted those type of people. Mm-hmm. So for her, it was easy because we then went from this fitness influencer, visual branding into almost like a transition brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and the other thing you have to side, like a sidebar here is 
be okay with losing followers. If what you're wanting to, to shift into and evolve into is something different, like you will lose some followers, but you need to be okay because you can recalibrate it back out. Like that's just what's happening. And one of the major points I would say is be transparent with your audience. Like, I think it's the old way of thinking that we need to create something secretively and then have this big launch and then everyone be like, Oh my gosh, look at this big thing. Like that's how it used to be. Now we're so much more invested in stories. So your brand story, what is that? So with her, like we wanted to talk about like why she's shifting, why it made sense. You know, the visual branding, we kind of started going into more of like bringing in the black and then keeping her main colors of like turquoise and blush before and then shifting it over and over. Then it was like black and gold. And then now mm-hmm. it's like coming and she's going to do like a full rebrand soon. Um, but we went through this transition period and she still talks about fitness because that is so much of who she is. If she would have just stopped talking about it in general, that's not on brand for her. Yeah. That would have been like weird. Right. So yeah even her person, like so much of being an entrepreneur, like you have to be in shape, right? Like for the endurance, for the mental endurance, mm-hmm. like just taking care of your body is a good idea when you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And so she shifted the way she talked about fitness to, I'm going to be going to, on a workout. I'm going to take you along this. Sometimes she'll talk about her workouts and what she does just because she thinks it's fun and she likes it. Um, Cause that's the other key key point too, is like, you need to actually like what it is. And so instead of talking about fitness as in, here's what you need to do to be in shape. This is now fitness is, um, why it's important to be into fitness as an entrepreneur. So it's like mm-hmm. shifting how the content is being told. And then she brought in more of the teaching of, of that. So it's, it's almost like shift it's being transparent of like, Hey guys, this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing. I'm seeing a lot of this. Cause usually when people pivot, it's because they're seeing a need in the market with. Their yeah, audience. that's true. That's true. So yeah. just being transparent with that and then yeah, do a transition brand visually if you want, or just come out with a bang. We only did a transition brand because I could see she wasn't quite ready to get yeah. that part yet. Yeah. I love the idea of a transition brand. Like for me, it makes sense. Cause I feel like if I ever went through something like that, which I'm not planning to but if I ever was like okay I want to do something completely different I think I would be so nervous (laughs) to just completely you know like overnight do something but that makes so much sense to like do little by little little by little feed your audience get used to it yourself they need kind of what you're about too you know so that's the thing if you're in it like I said in the beginning it's very easy to train your audience on your brand you just have to be consistent so let's say like you just happen to want to like I don't, I'm so bad at thinking of things like (laughs) like on the spot. So, okay. I'll give an example for me. Like I, so I do branding and that is what I absolutely love, but eventually I want to have a product. So I want, I've always, and because of my fashion background, I've always been into swimwear. Well, Mm -hmm. I would love to create, like, I want to create a swimwear brand and that gives back to charity water, which is like this charity that uh, gives clean water in developing countries and then have the women who don't have to walk hours a day for clean water anymore. They are actually becoming entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. having them create these like on brand, like palm, um, uh, basket, uh, like 
accessories or things like that. Mm. And also being able to show at Miami swim week. Okay. Well that brings in my fashion directing fashion show side. I also want to, you know, build that brand. So I'm going to take my audience along the journey with me, but then I haven't really been vocal about a lot of that, but then, and I'm also into like CBD. I love CBD. So I want to have products underneath of that, like beachy mm-hmm, oasis mm-hmm, brand mm-hmm. that has like CBD. Well, I talk about that a lot, but so that's very natural for me. I talk about scent all the time with branding. So then bringing in that. And then, like I said, I haven't really talked about, everyone knows tropical is like my thing, but yeah. I have really talked about how much I love like bringing in like the swimwear and all that. Well, I'm starting to like talk about that a little bit more because I want my audience to be familiar with that. I want them to actually know I'm not really pivoting necessarily my brand because I'm still the branding person, but Mm -hmm. I also am thinking it would be cool to show in real time how to build a brand and how. So it's like, I'm sprinkling in little bits and pieces. Like maybe you didn't know, like, couple months ago that I was into that at all because just because I kept that under wraps you know yeah when you are starting out with your brand you do need to earn the right to talk about other things besides the value that you provide Mm -hmm. Um, but then 20% of it can be lifestyle and I'm think I'm using this as this is a lifestyle that I want people to know about me so I'm sprinkling that in little by little and by the time it comes to actually executing on this, they're going to be really familiar and it's going to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would say too, is if you want to pivot, start talking about these things for a little bit and then maybe do a transition brand and have it make sense to your audience and just Mm -hmm. be really open with them and say, Hey, here's where I'm at. What do you think? Like ask their advice. People now want to be really engaged in the journey and Mm -hmm. they will support you if they feel invested in the journey. That makes sense. And I love, I love just showing the behind the scenes. Cause I feel like people will start to like emotionally get attached to that. So that when you finally uh, launch, they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see how this looks yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is next for you in 2020? I mean, I know it's a loaded question considering everything going on, but <laughs> I know this whole COVID stuff is crazy, but to be honest, I felt a lot of clarity come from it where awesome. I was thinking about you know, a bunch of different things of what I should do and should I be doing this like shiny object syndrome. And then I feel like this happened and it was just like laser focus, which is crazy. Um, but so I think for me in 2020, I am wanting to focus more, like I said, on the swimwear brand. I want to, I want to be more intentional about that. It's not going to be my main thing. It's really going to be just like a passion project right Mm -hmm. now. But I want to show behind the scenes, kind of talk about how, like use that as an example of how to land a company because I'm learning now I'm wanting to get more into helping companies with like their product brands. So I love, some of my favorite clients have been uh, simultaneously doing their personal brands and their product brands and doing this. That's awesome. So I would say that would be like the passion project and then um, really just working with some more um, elevated brands, um, helping them with their rebrands because those are, we follow a basic framework for all of them, but each individual person is so different of like what we do and what we experiment with and all that type of stuff. So it's really fun and unique process and very creative. So I'm wanting to get into, um, take on some more clients with that. 
Nice, nice. That's exciting. And where can people find you online to follow along everything? Absolutely. So just kateobert.com or my Instagram is at kateobert, kate.obert, I should say. Um, And then I do have a Facebook group, which is called Branding School. So I give you the link for that. And that's just, I'll pop in there. Um, I'm going to be a lot more active in that. I hadn't before, but it's just teaching like little brand tips here and there. Um, That's Mm -hmm. more for the person like in the beginner. Nice. Nice. So this was fun. I'm like, so happy I asked you to take a look at my brand. (laughs) That was awesome. Um, Yeah. And I will include your link so people can check you out. I love your Instagram content. Um, Just everything that you put out with brain recognition and I don't know, just all the things. And I feel like for you showing behind the scenes of you building your product line, the people who are watching you who are maybe like doing the same thing, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I need to work with her. Like, (laughs) so that's such a great idea. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me in this podcast. This was so fun. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.